It's a beautiful day in the podcast closet. A beautiful day in the podcast closet. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? Won't you be my listener? Howdy there, listeners. You're listening to episode 47 of CCP, the Caleb and Kathy podcast, also known as... Creative, Compassionate Person. Mm, And that's what Fred McFeely Rogers was. A creative and compassionate person. If you couldn't tell by that intro or by me saying his name just now, um, we are covering this week on the podcast the feature film that just came out a few weeks ago, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, starring Thomas Thomas Hanks, Thomasy, Thomasy? As Mr. Rogers. Okay, sorry. As Mr. Rogers. Thomasy is not his name. <laughs> Do you think it's Thomas, though? Probably. Okay, so this movie is very loosely based on an article called Can You Say Hero by Tom Janod, written for Esquire in 1998. The movie takes some liberties, or you could just say, yep, Thomas Hanks. Thomas Jeffrey Hanks. Sorry, I'm listening. Okay. Um, Basically, the movie, like, makes its own story and, like... The guy's not named Tom and stuff, but he does write an article. Well, it's confusing about... So I listened to an article... Sorry, an article. A podcast. An interview. Gross. (laughs) Fresh air. Terry Gross. Help me. I'm struggling. Um, And she interviewed the um, director, which I will Google, um, but I don't remember her name off the top of my head. But she interviewed the director, and they kind of talked about, like, what the story's about. And the interview made it seem like um it was not based on anything like factual so that confused me a little bit marielle heller is the name of the director it's a good interview i would uh, suggest listening to it but the way she talked about it in there i thought this was completely based on nothing like it didn't happen but what you're saying is this is a real article Mm mm-hmm and the guy actually wrote for Esquire like the mm-hmm. character Lloyd in the movie did. Mm-hmm. So that was a little confusing to me once we found that out. Like, wait, this is, like, based on a real thing? Because the way she made it sound made it seem like it wasn't. Well, as Like, far it was just kind know, of like Mr. Rogers' philosophy, but wasn't an actual story. Mm. As mm. far as we know, what? As far as we know, this Tom guy didn't have this whole past that Lloyd has. Yeah, and maybe that's kind of what she was getting at, the the story of the main character of the movie, which is Lloyd Vogel, um, is not based on anybody factual. And maybe she was trying to get it through for the people who had read and know Tom Janod. Is that how you pronounce that? Um, that it's not based on his life. Anyways, mm-hmm. you can continue now. Sorry. Okay. So... Um, there's this guy named Lloyd. He writes for Esquire. He's kind of a gruff guy. He has, like, a sad childhood and stuff. Um, but he's been asked to write a profile of Mr. Rogers. And, like, this happens around the time that his dad randomly comes back into his life. Um, and so there's a lot going on. He just had a... He and his wife just had a kid. And there's a lot going on in his personal life, but he's doing this profile of Mr. Rogers at the same time. And you kind like, you get the feeling that he wants to like 
figure out what's wrong with Mr. Rogers or expose something, but yeah, that's not what ends up happening. You get the vibe that that's kind of what he does in the past. He always says, like, I'm an investigative journalist. Is that the word? Mm-hmm. He's not doing, like, puff pieces. Yeah. Whatever. So, anyway, that's, like... So, he's a little skeptical of it. It's a general synopsis, I would say. Um, There is... <laughs> the whole movie I was trying to figure out who played... Did you talk about Jerry and stuff? Yeah. Okay. Jerry is the dad. Okay. I talked about the dad. I said that his dad has come back into his life. I'm sorry. Um, one of the... I Based on my research, I found out that this guy, Bill... I think Eisner, um, in the movie is like the president and CEO of the company that did Mr. Rogers, but in the movie, it just made him seem like a bodyguard, like making sure that Mr. Rogers like got to places he needed to be, but I couldn't figure out who the actor was. So I did some Googling and I found out it's Veronica Mars's dad or Mr. Mars from Veronica Mars. It's like, oh my gosh, that's who that is. It was really, this is important that I tell everybody. Okay. I haven't seen the show, so. Yeah. He did not look familiar to me. But yeah. The only thing that was, that I could figure out that was like in common, I only skimmed the article because it was super long, um, is that both Tom and Lloyd had a stuffed animal as a child called Old Rabbit. And they both talk about Mr. Rogers being sunk to in, in the subway. Apparently that really happened. Interesting. What are your thoughts? My thoughts are I enjoyed it. Your thoughts? I really wanted it to be like more of a biopic but I mean the documentary only came out a year ago so I don't know why I needed that and I listened to this like long biography via audiobook called The Good Neighbor that basically gives like the history of Mr. Rogers and LeVar Burton read it as an aside and I thought that was cool so I have like all this knowledge about Mr. Rogers I don't know why I needed this to be that but I think partly it was is that that's what it was originally like advertised as it's like Tom Hanks or like some early buzz was that Tom Hanks was playing Mr. Rogers I mean that's true and so I thought that meant that he was playing Mr. Rogers in the story of Mr. Rogers. But that's not the case. I mean, he's not so, even the main final character. final review, two thumbs down. No, I'm just saying, I was disappointed by that. That's my, I was disappointed by that. But, moving on, I did like the movie. So I'll give my thoughts now, because I was joking earlier when I just said I I know, I just went with it. Um... I I enjoyed it. Like you said, uh, you saw the documentary. We saw it together. I also mm-hmm. listened to the audiobook. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't think I really needed another just story of Mr. Rogers' life. I think I got it. I did. Okay. I think I got it pretty down pat now, especially to the book. Like, it goes into pretty great detail, detail especially yeah. about his earlier life before he got the show mm-hmm. uh, and leading up to that. Um, so, I really enjoyed the story. I thought it... It was a cool setting of, like, using, like, things that Mr. Rogers... Sorry, I think I know what you're going to say. Okay. Things that Mr. Rogers preached. Um, Never mind. I'll get to that later. Okay. Um, 
things that Mr. Rogers preached, and I think he would have approved of this, like, message, for, yeah. for the most part, of, like, you know... For the most part? Well, would I, he not have approved? I don't know. Like, he he could be, like, disapproving of some... You know, like, he wasn't a big fan of Sashimi Street, because he thought it was... So I'm sure he could find something that, like, he maybe didn't agree with, or something, you know? But it, you know, talks about, like, Mr. Rogers, you know... Don't run away from your feelings. If you're angry, it's okay to be angry. And they talk about yeah. that a lot. Like, go, he sings the song, I forget. Like, you know, go what, pound some what clay. What do you do with the feelings you feel? Yeah. Well. Um, do you hit all the keys on the, mm-hmm. the piano? Pound some clay. All right. And yeah. it shows him doing that, like, which I'm assuming is showing, like, he was angry in that moment. But, you know, do that. You don't just bottle it up. Um. I think the thing you were thinking I was going to say was maybe the setting of, like, where they did the little, uh, I don't know what the word for it is, like, the paper mache neighborhood shot, you know, from the beginning of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood Show, but then they did it also for, like, whenever they would, like, drive in a car, it would, like, show a little car, yeah. or fly a plane, and it was, like... I, that was probably one of my favorite parts. Yeah. was, like, because... <clears throat> He's I based mean, in Pittsburgh. Normal. Yeah. So it pans up. And it shows all Pittsburgh, and then it flies over to New York, where Lloyd lives, and it shows New York in that cool, like, uh, I don't know what those things are, paper mache or cardboard buildings, little diorama, mm-hmm. I guess is a good word for it. Yeah, instead of just, like, footage of those yeah. cities or something. So that, that made a, it A neat touch. And then that also allows them in that first shot, because I can't remember if you mentioned this, maybe set in 98, 1998. Um, when they fly into New York, it shows, like, the Twin Towers are still there, which obviously now you can... Oh, I don't even know if I remember that. Yeah. Well, I remember it because it shows the pla- the little, like, toy plane flying in. It's like, oh, God, that plane better get down before it gets to that because that's like, oh, don't... So, <laughs> even if it's flying past them, it just looks weird. Don't do that. They did not. Somebody in the editing bay was like, whoa, can't do that. Or somebody thought of it at the time. Anyways. Hmm. Um, Things you notice. Yeah. They are odd. Okay. <laughs> uh, another thing I noticed that I really liked was um, Tom Hanks did a great job in general, but his Daniel Striped Tiger was very good. Mm-hmm. Until he did some practicing on that voice for the mm-hmm. Daniel Striped Tiger. Cause Tom Hanks did a great job. For he those, was an excellent Mr. Rogers. Agreed. For those unaware... Um, Mr. Rogers would do all the puppet work for Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood because he would never go in to make believe. That was the one part where I was like, ooh, I don't know if Mr. Rogers would approve of this when Tom is kind of like freaking out and having like a Tom. fever dream. Did I say Tom? Yeah. Well, that's the real Lloyd. guy's name. Lloyd, sorry, <laughs> is having like a fever dream and he's yeah. like in make believe and then Mr. Rogers pops up in make believe too. Yeah. Uh, if Mr. Rogers would approve of that. He I doesn't go I in to make I didn't like that part. Yeah, it was kind of bizarre because it was it was, really it was hard to tell what part was real and what part yeah. wasn't. Mm. It's like, did he ever actually even go to Pittsburgh? Mm. Anyways, it's weird. Won't get into the spoiler territory, but but yeah, I thought Tom Hanks did great. Um, they had a nice swimming scene. You know, Mister Rogers loves swimming, so brought in that. The one thing, uh, Tom Hanks, I don't know if he would uh, be a Mister Rogers one four three. No offense to Tommy. Oh my god, that's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, he's he a little bigger. Big. Yeah. And Mr. I fe- Rogers was 143 pounds as an adult. Like his entire life. Yeah. Um. But I, I felt kind of bad, like, because 
I don't know, maybe it's been a while since I've been to a movie at the movie theater, but, like, they had a lot of, like, close-up shots of, like, just, like, people's heads while they're having conversation. I'm, like, head's so big, and this is, like, the first time I've thought about, like, oh, man, being an actor would kind of suck. Like, your head's, like, blown up so big, everybody's going to notice every little flaw with, that's, like, why they have to put so much makeup on and stuff. Yeah. So your head's blown up to 30 yeah. feet tall. Yeah. Probably uh, wouldn't like on these that. particular shots. Yeah. But uh, that's why you get paid the big bucks, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For the scrutiny of it all. Yeah. Uh, what What are your thoughts? I mean, you gave your initial thoughts, but did you have any other, like, specific moments, I guess, that you wanted to talk about? Um. Or anybody else's performance? I kind of thought that, like, I, I was curious to know, like, how accurate the lady playing Joanne, Mr. Rogers' wife, how accurate that was. She was a little, she like, goofy. she seemed kind of weird. Yeah. That's not how she's described in the book at all, so I don't know about that. Yeah, she did come off as a little goofy. Yeah. Just Raj. Odd. I call him Raj. That might be real. Yeah. That's like a weird thing for them to change. But just like... Just like the way she said She was like looking at him weird. I I don't know. It just was odd. Um, I like that they had the little dueling pianos. That was cool. Yeah. Wonder, I'm assuming that's based on. Oh well, yeah, because he yeah. grew. Uh, they both did. She go to school for that too. Yeah, that's how they, how they met in college, at like a in Florida. Is it in Florida? Mm-hmm. At like a music school. Well, yeah. he went somewhere else first. I yeah, think and in the northeast. Yeah. For those uh, who haven't read the book, recommend for the book. Recommend for the documentary. Recommend for the book. So, just to say them again, the documentary was uh, "Won't You Be My Neighbor," mm-hmm. and the book was "The Good Neighbor." Yeah. Similar titles. Yeah. Do you understand why they have... I mean, besides the fact that this is a Mr. Rogers song and everybody knows this song, um, the A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, mm-hmm. like, why did they name the movie that? Yeah, I don't know. Just name recognition. It's not really it a beautiful day, you know? Yeah. It's kind of a sad movie. What What was the... Sorry. What was the Feelings songs called again? I think it's called What Do You Do With the... F- feelings you feel maybe that would be a better title something along the lines of that yeah um yeah i don't hmm. i thought that was weird clearly lloyd needed to go to some therapy oh that's for sure yeah he solves his problems with his fist issues yeah i mean i kind of felt bad for his wife i mean i felt bad for him i felt bad for him him number one because that sucks. Well, we didn't like, see, like, you know, the 30 or 40, uh, how old was he? He was probably in his 30s or 40s. So in that, his 40s. So, like, the 25, 30 years that he, before that. So, maybe he's fine. It's just when he gets around his father or mm. other family members, maybe. But it seems like his reputation at the magazine That's was, true. Yeah. Not the best. Yeah. Not but it seemed like he wanted to be a good dad. dad. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, definitely by the end. Okay. Definitely had to turn around there, but yeah, yeah even before, like one like wanted to help out, but he, yeah, a little too uh, entrenched in work, engrossed in work. Yeah, but I think that was a coping mechanism for him because he was dealing with all his stuff yeah. from his childhood, and like I think a lot of people like dive into work to kind of distract them from other parts of their life. Yeah, that's that's true of some. Yeah. So I I think that's what he was doing there. I mean, he also could have been a hard worker and got success. I mean, it showed him winning that award and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, 
But it's just like you have this like cool hot wife who <laughs> has this beautiful baby. Um, maybe you could be a little more loving. I don't know. Do you think there was really Struggling. a baby in real life? Um, is Tom a father? Yeah, he has a kid. I saw it on the page. <laughs> I think it was a girl though. I don't know. They had to change it, you know. That's too close. Let's make it a boy. All right. Can I ask you some questions? You may. I've already asked, I think, should, at least we, two of my questions. Are we going to give wrap-up thoughts after this? Or do you okay. want to do that before? After this? After. Okay. All right. What well, are your questions? Um, As Chris Stapleton would say, fire away. Ooh. <laughs> love that. Okay. Why do you think Mr. Rogers' sons didn't tell people who their dad was? Because he mentions that in the movie. He does. I think, he I think he said maybe one of them. Yeah. Okay, but why? Um, why do you think? Well, I, I, th- I feel like that may be true of like a lot of Celebrity. celebrities, children. like, And probably people have different reasons, but maybe like you don't want people to think differently of you, like either treating you worse or better because of who your parents are. Yeah. That, I, I would guess that is the main reason. You don't think they were, like, ashamed of their dad or anything? Uh, I don't think so. If Mr. Rogers... Oh, excuse me. If Mr. Rogers raised him with the values he taught. Yeah, I just... I, I wonder if they the were case. maybe jealous of Mr. Rogers' audience. Because it's like... The movie did a really good job of this. But it also... The other two <clears throat> um, things about Mr. Rogers that we mentioned do it as well of like how much time he spent like at work and like helping other like talking to other kids and stuff yeah that could be yeah. somewhat maybe and like when it, whenever people would run into him he would well, always take a picture of them um and then like have these conversations with them and yeah so he just spent a lot of time like mr rogers was kind of a workaholic yeah and kind of on a note of that too uh, relating back to the movie, how I think it was Bill, the president guy, said he loves people like you. Yeah. Like, and damaged then he, he says that to him. Yeah, like damaged or broken, I think he says maybe. Or broken, yeah. And he's like, I don't think you're broken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, if you're spending all that time at work and you're devoting so much of yourself to like the public, how much are you devoting to your kids? Or maybe that's just the kid's perspective. Like, they wanted their dad all to themselves. Could be. I don't know. Um, have to wait for their book. Well, do you think there's going to be a Mr. Rogers biopic? Like, a true one? Maybe someday. Maybe someday. Let's uh, do it Richard Linklater style. <laughs> yeah. With Colin Hanks. Because <laughs> Colin Hanks yeah. has played young Mr. Rogers in, uh, I think, an episode of Drunk History. Random. And okay. That, well, yeah, it was funny because then when Tom Hanks got cast for this, everybody was like, whoa, that is because they do kind of look like him. So I, uh, you could do it like that. Come back every five years, film him as he's getting older. I think this is what we need. What do you think? I mean, yeah, I do think we deserve a Mr. Rogers biopic. The only problem with this is that I feel like Tom Hanks was really good as Mr. Rogers. Now he's already been used as that. Can't be in the biopic. He can't? No. Because that would be weird, right? Why? Because it's like, like, oh, well, he did well in this movie, so we're just going to put him in this one. 
These are movie people that are talking uh, to each other. I mean, Michael Keaton played Batman and then did that weird, like, Birdman kind of, like, meadow. But that, meta. that was purposeful. I know. So why can't he just purposely play both Mr. Rogers? Because it's the same exact character. I'm sure there are instances of people playing basically the same character in two different movies. That is not but like a franchise. But they are literally the same character. I don't know. I feel like it's it can't be if Tom Hanks now, and that bums me out a little bit. I'm sorry. Missed opportunity. Okay, this one is a little bit more, more plot based to the movie. Okay. Here we go. Would you have forgiven Jerry if he were your dad? So Jerry's Lloyd's dad. He wasn't a best dad. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to hold hatred that long. I would hope I so. It's all, I mean, he did walk out on him and stuff. And so a lot of people kind of, when that happens, don't. It, it goes both yeah, ways. Yeah, I mean, it's tough to say until you're in that know. situation. So you would, it sounds like you're saying no. I mean, no, or, but I haven't been in the situation. Yes, so it's you're tough like to you're say. saying yes. I said, would you have forgiven him? Oh, then yes, but it's tough to say. Until you're in that situation. I would hope so. After a certain point. Like life's too short to. Yeah. I just. I mean I would. I like to think that I would forgive him. But. Only to like a certain point. Like you don't forgive him for what he did. But you just forgive him enough to like. Still have somewhat of a a relationship. Like. You're not okay with what he did. Don't be a Jerry dad. I guess. Well, yeah. from what it sounds like, there weren't a lot of good dads in this movie. Because you were saying like... I'm... Whoa. Whoa! I know what you're about to say, and I am not saying that. Mr. Rogers is a terrible dad. I That's didn't That's what you said. That. I didn't say that! <laughs> no, you said Mr. Rogers... No, I guess you just said his sons. Never mind. Be a Fred dad, not a Jerry dad. Yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. The other two we already answered. So, wow, good job, what, us. What were the other questions? The other just two so was, what are the thoughts, what thoughts, what are the thoughts you have? No. What? Mm. <laughs> it was just thoughts on Tom Hanks' performance. Uh-huh. We gave it an A+. Oscar worthy? Oscar worthy for, like, best lead actor or something? Yeah. Or I guess would he be a supporting character? Ooh, yeah, supporting. He'll probably be nominated. I don't know if he'll win. I haven't seen a lot of like I don't know movies was, this year, so yeah, it was not a great year for movies. See. Um, and then I was asking why the title. Oh, and we kind of talked about that. Yeah. You're right. Okay. All okay. Right. So I get so, some final thoughts, recommendation wise. Okay. Buy it, rent it. Gotta have it, own it, hate it. What are the other categories? <laughs> Okay, so I would say I liked the documentary and the book more than this movie. Not that I, and I know that was uh, not what you were saying, but I'm saying that. I thought those gave more information about Mr. Rogers and which I mean, maybe was wrong, not the yeah. purpose of this movie. Right. But, but I your like those purpose is you want that better. <laughs> I just like this better. Okay. Especially the book. The book was really good. Um, but I did like this movie. I would recommend it. I don't think you have to see it in theaters. Um, but you, you should watch it. And 
I thought this is going to sound contradictory because this is kind of what you were saying earlier. So I'm prefacing that. Okay. I won't call you out. But I've come around to it. Okay. Okay. I've convinced her even though I didn't know I was trying to. Okay. So the Mr. Rogers philosophy or what he preached on his show and stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. It was like showing that in real life. So I did like that. Like, how can you take um, who Fred as a person was and his personality and his beliefs and how can you channel that into your own life and into your relationships? And basically what Mr. Rogers' legacy was. That's a good point. So, I I liked it for that reason. I thought it was a good movie. I just... I need to separate the whole wanting something else. Or, yeah. yeah. But it was still good. You, you mentioning that uh, reminded me of, like, how... Going back to the synopsis part, I guess... So the way it's kind of framed, the movie, is like it's taking place in a Mr. Rogers episode. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, like at the very beginning, it's He's just like, like oh, yeah, you it's a Mr. Rogers my, yeah. Here's Mr. McFeely with I the I was kind of confused by that at first. Yeah. Yeah. I think that they kind of talked about that in the interview, so I kind of knew what was happening. I that was cool. I to bring it up. But, that was cool. Um, yeah, like how it's like. Ooh, and let's see what he's doing. Then it like yeah. goes to him, and then yeah. like when the mail comes with the videotape, and they watch it on the screen. It's yeah. like I was like, oh my god! How are I, magazines made? Yeah, I forgot like that this was part of Mr. Rogers' yeah. neighborhood. Like they would sometimes watch these like how it's made yeah. videos and stuff, um, and then it, like uses that as like a cut back to him, which was really cool, like yeah. uh, cinematography wise. I think. Yeah. Um, that was cool. But yeah, I I agree with what you were saying there at the end. I think it's a a very good um, Mr. Rogers philosophy movie mm-hmm. um, of how he saw the world and what he hoped people, how he hoped people would see it and live uh, their lives as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I didn't have that expectation because, like I said, I listened to the interview, so I wasn't expecting a biopic. What? Well, la <laughs> I listen to NPR. Mm. This is Caleb Walters. <laughs> it's my NPR voice. <laughs> um, but yeah, I really liked it. Mr. Rogers would have killed it on a podcast or radio. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, he's got a very good, good voice. Good voice very it's slow, slow paced, easy to listen to, a nice voice. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I really liked it. I thought the story of, like, Lloyd's story was not super complex, but I, like I said, the framing device around it of using... Framing device? Framing device, you said. Whoa! Okay. (laughs) He stepped his game up. Dang! (laughs) The framing device of Mr. Rogers' uh, morals and whatnot, uh that it used to kind of teach Lloyd and then teach the audience and go home. And I definitely like felt really good about, you know, like just inside, you know, feelings like, you you know, like when you used to like go to services or I used to go to church, like afterwards, even though I wasn't like, 
yes, I believe in God so much and I love it and stuff. But like afterwards, I would always like kind of feel good. I don't yeah. know about you, but yeah, like after going like, I feel better about myself. Like yeah. I felt like I did something kind of selfless. Like yeah, went and prayed and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> sang some songs. So you felt that way after watching that movie. Yeah, not the same feeling as, like, a, a post-religious uh, experience. But, but Mr. Rogers was... A religious experience. Went to... I was going to say rabbinical school. He's not a rabbi! <laughs> he went to... Uh, he was a... What's the word? Pres- pastor? Yeah, Presbyterian. Presbyterian pastor? Is that the word they use, mm-hmm. maybe? I think so. Anyways... I, I gave it uh, two thumbs up. I really liked it and would recommend I give it a it. thumb and a half. Okay, that's fair. Let's see what that looks like. Oh, nice. Maybe we'll have to get an image of that. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know if you need to see it in theaters. No. Like, it didn't don't. add much. Unless you want to see, like I said earlier, Tom Hanks' head 30, foot. <laughs> 30 feet tall. I don't think that's necessary. Yeah. It's cute, though. It's but I, I would definitely recommend, like, checking it out once it comes out on dvd or maybe it'll be streaming somewhere yeah get it from your library whatnot all right moving on so we move on to the book nook all right so i finished the book the hate you give by angie thomas nice i also recommend this book i thought it did a really good job of being timely um, when it comes to like, police brutality, shootings, gun violence, relationships with the African American community and the police community, um, all like or just like kind of race in general. Like the main character Star goes while she lives in um, in a neighborhood in. New York that is a little rough, um, but it's a good community. She goes to school not close to that, at a private school that's mainly white people. Um, And so she's dealing with the fact that she's, like, one of the only African-American students. Mm -hmm. Um, She's dating um, a Caucasian male. (laughs) A Caucasian. Um, There's just, like, there's a lot. There's a lot of layers to this book. It's not just about the fact that she saw her friend get shot. The police, which isn't a spoiler because that happens in like the first chapter. Um, it's more about like her dealing with that, her racial identity, kind of. Yeah, yeah. So it does like really good job of showing like kind of everything I just said, but also like the character development of her and her dad and family members i think it also does a really good job of that especially her and her dad like if you're listening to this and you're inspired to read this i'd be curious to to know if you also think that i got there (laughs) just like how the dad kind of changes throughout the the book that's that's worth also analysis in itself has been made into a movie right yeah didn't come out last year yeah I don't know if I'm inspired to watch the movie. It's really tough. Like, I was just reading it, you know, but I could picture kind of what was going on. A good book and, does paint a picture. Yeah. And they I say think a it would, book is worth a thousand words. They say that? No, a picture's worth a thousand <laughs> words. Goodness gracious. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it would be hard to watch the movie. But I, I don't know. Um, okay. Yeah, and then I... 
starting I Might Regret This by Abby Jacobson. So, more what, on what that. What are you going to regret? You like her. That's <laughs> the name of her book. Ah, I see. Okay, so I'll let you know in future book nooks how that book goes. I'm excited to hear about it because Abby Jacobson is the star of last week's, your CCP from last week, Broad mm-hmm. City. Mm-hmm. And you really liked her in that. So, yeah. curious to hear your thoughts. Is it a biography? Memoir? Memoir. But the premise of it is that she goes on a road trip. So, she might talk about her past a little bit. But, but it's I don't basically know. like one like road trip she's writing about? I think so. Okay, we'll find so, out later. So, yeah. That's right. what I know so far. So my book nook says I'm currently reading a couple books, trying this out. I know it's crazy. Never thought I'd be one of those people, but they're very different. It's hard to do that, especially when you kind of forget you were reading one because it's in a cubby on your nightstand instead of on top of it like the other book. That's um, on you, dude. <laughs> yeah. So one of them uh, is found. This is a book that you found. I, a book of sorts, I guess. Yeah. Good one. <laughs> um, uh, it's curated, I guess, by Davy yes, Rothbard. there you go. That's good. And uh, he kind of tells the story of how he got it started. It was first; it was a magazine. So he found this like letter on his car when he was leaving his friend's house one night, and it was like meant for somebody else who mm. this this woman thought uh, this was her boyfriend's car. So she like left a note like, "Oh, what the heck are you doing here? You said you were working <laughs> and stuff like that." Oh my god! And it's like just found that very inspiring and then like i think he said he's always been like a collector of like if he finds like a note on the ground or a park or something he'll like take it and like read it and keep it um so the book is a collection of all the magazines that it's they a did cool premise yeah too. that i i think came out in like the late 90s early 2000s and then how i heard about this was there was an episode of uh, this american life where he was on and reading some of the stuff from the book hmm. um so anyways, people send in stuff that they found and like I, their name is, they'll put their name in it, who found it, like mm-hmm. where they found it, etc. And then it's just, you know, a, a copy of whatever they found. Some are like pictures, some are stories, some are like people's homework, just anything they've found. That's cool. Yeah. And it's just kind of like coolly curated, like they'll kind of lump stories that are similar together and stuff. Mm. So I'm enjoying that. It's like a quicker read, you know, because it's not full pages. It's, it's big, like it's the size story. of a magazine. But yeah, yeah, it's just like little notes you're reading, basically. Yeah, so pick it up. Good, maybe like bathroom reading. Uh, yeah, so then it's very different from my no other comment. book. <laughs> I mean, I, that almost sounds like an insult. I don't know. Oh, I didn't mean it like that. Okay, just to be clear. Bathroom reading is good reading, too. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then my other book is very different. I'm reading uh, The Handmaid's Tale, which most people have heard of, by Margaret Atwood. Um, a book I've wanted to read for a while and just get, now getting around to it. I'm about a little over halfway through now. I'm really liking it. Good job. Good for you. Yeah. So it's like, uh, for those who don't know, who haven't read it or seen the show or whatever. I haven't seen the show, um, but I plan on giving it a try after I finish. I think you're going to try to listen to the audiobook maybe or something. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Um, so yeah, it's it's like a dystopian future. I think it's set in America, if I remember right. And um, so I think it takes place after some sort of war, like nuclear war, that caused like a lot of 
problems with people's reproductive system type of thing. So like the handmaids are like these people who can still have children. So, um, but they're not like of high society. So they're kind of like assigned and it's like kind of indentured servitude type of thing. Mm -hmm. And their job is just to like try to have kids. It's terrible. Yeah. To like repopulate and like, because the uh, birth rate has rapidly been dropping and stuff. Anyways, uh, yeah, so I'm about halfway through that, and I'm enjoying it right now, and hopefully get some more reading done this weekend. Yeah, we can take our books with us on our next adventure. I look forward to that. Okay. Um, and I also got a new vacuum, and I like that. <laughs> okay, well, fine. I wrote down a CCB, too, because I didn't know what we, which one we were doing. <laughs> I've been catching up with friends via the telephone because they don't live in Kansas, and I'm enjoying that. Alright, and we got some new music for our final segment, I guess we're calling it now, since it's got we music. We had it last week, too. Yeah, so uh, what are we doing next week? Next week, we are watching the movie The Farewell, which came out this year, but wasn't in, I would say it was only like limited uh select theaters i also believe this was was this an, this, this american an, life yes oh, uh, God, i actually did you, you i have listened, listened to this, to this one. one yeah yeah for um, those who aren't aware i'm sorry i know this is like just promoting another podcast what and they're way better than us but like this american life if you haven't listened to it like i don't think they're better than us okay they're different than yeah. us I am, yeah it's completely different format that's that not is, fair that is definitely true i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm so upset. But... They're not better than us. But if you uh, like storytelling, yeah, This American Life does some really good um, true stories and curating and stuff like that. Yeah, and we'll get more into the background of this movie, but it's a movie that I really wanted to see. And so I went to my, well, I went to my local library's website, typed it in. Okay. And, and then what'd you do? Did it pop up results? Yes. I requested it, and it put me on a long list, and I'm finally here. <laughs> finally got it. So it should be available at your library. I don't know if See, it's streaming anywhere I think this came yet. out earlier this year, though, right? It's a yeah, 2019 like, movie. Not that long ago. So so it's... this could be a Grammy nod. We'll see how Grammy? much like. Grammy nod, yeah. Not an Oscar. I don't know. I'm I don't sorry. think it's going to get it because indie movies don't get their due. Oh, okay. We will see, I guess. Starring Aquafina, I think that's the only person I know from it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I guess you can just give like a little one sentence thing or something, so people know who are unaware of the movie. Okay, fine. Or story. Um, the uh the main character's grandma has cancer, but they're not, and the family knows, but they don't. They tell don't the tell the grandma. Her. Yeah. So that's basically what we know, and we'll watch it next week and. I'm excited for this. Out. Yeah. Yeah. I really liked the story when I listened to yeah. it, so I'm curious to see how the movie is. It should be a good time. Or uh, a sad time. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> it could be both. Yeah. <laughs> Happy and sad at the same time, as uh, the great Casey Musgraves once Wow, said. Casey and a Chris shout out in this episode. All my faves. Yeah. All um, right. <laughs> Did you just say all right? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, so don't forget to vote. And hug those loved ones. More holidays coming up. You can't escape your loved ones. <laughs> Indeed. 
And it's almost 2020, so you can't escape election year either. <laughs> All right. See you next Sunday. <laughs> Bye.